Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. The word culture has changed, and that's what we're talking about here on Culture Club this Wednesday. And when you think about the future of work, what do you really picture? Offices that still look more or less like today or factories full of robots or something else totally different. While no one can really predict the future with absolute certainty, it is clear that the world of work is changing. And it is changing just as fast as the world is changing. And to add to that, we had COVID-19's spread that flattened the cultural and technological barriers standing in the way of remote working. Yeah, I can talk about that. The pandemic sparked a structural shift in where work takes place, at least for some people, but will it last? Now, looking ahead at how work still moves uh, along with trends affecting the workforce and workplaces can help you or your organization prepare for what is coming up next. So let's see if we can be prepared for that. Joining us right now, Erwin Chong, Group Head of Corporate Real Estate Strategy and Administration at DBS, and he is in the studio right now. Erwin, thank you very much for joining us uh, this afternoon. So let's talk about some of the trends that have taken place since the COVID-19 era. Thanks. uh, Thanks for having me here, Tim. So I think the pandemic has really changed and shaped a lot of things, right? And if you really think about uh, the fact that most of us, uh, you know, for two years, we're actually working from home, uh, it's bound to have a mindset shift in uh, how you approach work. And I think the biggest thing that makes the the difference to all of us is uh, you can work anywhere or you can work uh, on the go. Mm -hmm. Um, And and with that in your head, you then tend to go, ooh, I want all my flexible stuff. You know, I used to have my coffee right next to me <laughs> and I, I, I just wear my shorts and get to work. And all of a sudden now we're all, oh, let's come back to the office. And uh, then you start thinking, what will change in the office if you are so used to that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the paradigm shift that a lot of us in this uh, corporate real estate arena are trying to grapple with, right? Because um, with all that freedom and flexibility, you know, and then now people coming back, that's one big change. And then the second one is really technology, right? Technology allows us to connect. Uh, everyone's got Zoom calls. Zoom is now a verb. It's, it's, it's something that we, <laughs> yes. we we use every day now. And and so when you start thinking of that, you know, what more can happen in the world of technology? So, mm-hmm. so I think this whole idea of uh, all this uh, mismatch of technology Technology and you're always on, you're always switched on, could also then lead to the third problem potentially. Let's just say, you know, what the well-being and the wellness of uh, yourself or your work. You know, how do you take care of yourself? How do you how do you balance? Because all of a sudden things sound like, you know, I always have this saying, hey, it's like you're sleeping in the office or working from home. Now nobody knows what that really means anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, do we need to take a step back and try to reimagine things again, taking into consideration what happened during COVID, after COVID, and now more and more offices are requiring their employees to come back to work while employees have gotten used to, I guess some of them have gotten used to working from home. I remember before people were complaining about their kids running around (laughs) and it's stressful and things like that. So do we need to take a step back and reevaluate all of this? Again, it's a great question, right? And to be honest, the world of work, as you said, is always changing. And how we have actually, we are trying to look at it, at least in DBS, is that, hey, there is still a very strong reason to come back to office, right? And in our uh, company, the let's just say the policy is sixty percent, sixty percent in the office and forty percent, you know, at home. Fair enough. So 
so the the point that we are trying to drive at is that look, there's still this need for corporate bonding. Uh, there's still this sense of belonging that we want to continue to create, and the culture of the company is very much this sense of space and place. So it's not too bizarre to think then. Therefore, a lot of other companies say, hey, if I triumph that, then you guys all have to come back. But it's it's a little bit. Um, let's just say we just reevaluate it, as you say, that we shouldn't just say, hey, you know, one one policy, all come back or all at home. So the question is, is there a sweet spot? You know, and a lot of uh, people are talking about hybrid, which is right. a mix of both, right? And can the sweet spot that we're talking about be different for different people, for different organization, for different departments? Exactly. So that's the point about the flexibility that you're going to have to empower when you go on hybrid. Mm-hmm. So, so the theory that we use is uh, actually a theory of synchronicity. Um, how do you synchronize your work and your life? So assuming you're 60%, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, it's always easy to say, hey, I can do all my calls when I'm at uh, home and uh, I want to do my focus work and all of that stuff. And then you end up doing lots of meetings and calls and stuff like that. And then when you come to the office, you're hoping to collaborate, but then uh, there's no one in the office. Or so, what I've heard, you come into the office because you're required to come and then everyone is on a Zoom meeting from exactly. different parts of the building. Exactly. So if you think that very simple idea of synchronicity, so what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to at least synchronize the work that you want to do. So there's effort that you have to put in. Uh, and you've got to plan, right? So the whole idea is that if you take the same example of what we do and we're encouraging our managers in DBS is, hey, have a word with your, your team members, right? Because 60% could be three days, two days. It could also be two and a half weeks and, mm. you know, off the other, uh, uh, say, the three weeks, two, one week or something. So it really depends on each person. Now, of course, not everyone is able to work uh, 60%. There are obviously frontline uh, staff members of ours that have to be in the office or in the branch. Uh, then naturally, they won't be able to do that. And there, there are some people who are required because of compliance reasons to be right. there. So flexibility, synchronicity, and not one size fits all. You just got to find the right balance and uh, be able to adapt to that. And I think that will help you be able to sort of manage this better. So, Erin, so far though, with what DBS is doing, for example, have you seen any successes or does it work? I mean, I think it's still, it's still, we're still quite new to this one. So, Going forward, do you think it is sustainable to do what, what DBS is doing at the moment? So we strongly believe that hybrid is the right. In fact, we made that decision to be hybrid. Uh, in the fact that the pandemic was still going on, we, mm-hmm. we brought a group of people together and Piyush was, was trying to drive this future of work conversation. And we quickly landed that, you know, the best sweet spot for our employees is to give them a little bit of flexibility. But yet on top of that, we want to still hold the, the team together in the, in the office as much as we can. So the, the going answer is how do you actually balance the hybrid synchronized uh, um, manner of working? So one is obviously, let's just say, we think that if you are able to plan effectively with your manager and get that, say, you know, contract, if I use that as a term, sort of better down and then have the flexibility to change that mm-hmm. when things change. Because one idea is that a team should come in together uh, and then therefore they can actually continue to bond as a team. But there's always these serendipitous encounters that become a much bigger challenge when they don't meet other teams, say, within the group. So then one thing you could do is, uh, well, maybe for the first three months, you have this roster. In the next three months, you change it. So you just got to keep adapting with the flexibility part. So the other piece is this, is then what happens in the office? Because um, if you're just lots of desks and, you know, it's the same thing that I have at home, then you're not really going to collaborate. Mm-hmm. So in DBS, we had to figure out, okay, what do we want to change in the office? Um, and we ran a couple of things to, to sort of uh, experiments to sort of figure out, you know, what are the things that are better done in the office 
ideation, for example, brainstorming, for example. And then what do I have to do in the real estate or the premises space to renovate it to that standard or to change it? Mm. And then therefore play around with that. Then the other one I talked about was uh, serendipitous encounters. How do I sort of create spaces where people collide to, to, with each other. You know, how do I get them to, to sort of go to a destination location where all of a sudden you meet somebody that you want to talk to? Mm. And then therefore innovation or some sparks happen during that whole conversation. And of course, the other thing is, well, if I take a sort of leaf out of uh, the very coined term work, live, play, then could I add a few more elements in the office, like uh, wellness spaces for people to take a break? a bit of a yoga spot um, and places for people to chill, right? So, this whole blend requires the synchronicity to have flexibility as well. And if you bring all this together, I'm pretty sure that I think we can actually make this work. I'm sitting here with Erwin Chong, a Group Head of Corporate Real Estate Strategy, Strategy and Administration at DBS, talking about the future of work, the future of workplaces and what we are doing, where we are at right now. So, what do you say to perhaps employees who say, well, you know, you should be measuring what I'm doing on what I can deliver, whether or not I show up in the office. That's an interesting point. So I don't think this is about measurement. We measure, even if we do, just based on the fact that we need to know how many seats that we have uh, Mm. available in this space. But beyond that, I don't track who you are. I okay. track it on a departmental level, for right. example, right? Just so that I know how many people are on the floor and, you know, and, and whether we are running out of seats. Because uh, one of the phenomena that a lot of people don't understand is that, uh, you know, space is finite. Uh, and if <laughs> yes. the seats are not enough and, you, and then you, you're going to run into some problems, right? So I guess the point that I'm making is that this isn't supposed to be a tracking thing. Uh, what we would really like our managers to do is not use it as a tracking. It's like, hey, look, my team is in on Mondays and Tuesdays. I are your teams, you know, oh, my team is on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ah, so therefore, join the team meetings on Tuesdays, for example. So I think if everybody starts looking at this as tracking, I think that's a scary thing. Mm. And I, I don't think everybody likes that, or, and it's not, certainly not what we're doing in the bank. So on the flip side of all of this that we're talking about, sure. uh, Erwin, the employees themselves have to also play a part in balancing mm. uh, the environment. Correct. And, you know, that's why, to me, the synchronicity um, requires... Just imagine it's like a seesaw. It's both. Because most of the time, it's the employees, I want this, I want flexibility, I want that, and... And the manager's going, hey, look, you know, we can give you that and this, but then there's going to be something that you Mm -hmm. have to to provide as well, right? Right. It's like, for example, actually, it doesn't really have to be a push and pull. And to be honest, I mean, just my own personal story, how I manage my team during hybrid is... I make all of my team members who are my directs all come in on Monday. And we have our team meetings on Monday. And my team meetings are just a meeting in the morning. And after that, we we, we then say purposefully, we have lunch together. Okay. And then we have a bit of a, you know, let's say a small little get-together, a social drink on a Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? It's something we never used to do. We used to do this on Fridays. So the power of just doing that and say, hey, come in. We have our meetings, we need to do the work we need to do, but hey, we use the time to socialize as well because it's important to keep that up. So you start to blend that, and then what happens is that the rest of the department, like all of my bosses are in on Monday, then they start to come in as well on Monday. So there's this gravity effect that you can do. So it doesn't always have to be a fight, let's put it that way. It's just a whole balance of like, hey, end of the day, I think everybody should be uh, well, uh, let's just say, hopefully good enough to know that you need work is not a place that you need to go anymore it's Mm -hmm. something you do but sometimes when you need to do what you need to do you need to be with people and therefore come 
into the office. When you don't have to and you really need the quiet time, then yeah, work from mm. home. And really, I mean, even if you have tools like Zoom or video calls and things like that, there are still certain discussions that are better to be discussed in person, I think, without barrier between uh, two people or a team, for that matter. So very quickly, though, how is DBS navigating through all of this, keeping in mind that everything we're doing, we're talking about now might change in the next year or so? Well, I hope, certainly hope it doesn't, but um, you know, we were very lucky. Or maybe with, next five years or so, <laughs> you never know. So we were very lucky with the, the fact that when we uh, went into the pandemic, we were already you know, wired up with uh, video conferencing in the meeting rooms and we had uh, video conferencing on WebEx and things like that. And so we were kind of lucky with that, right? And okay. to be honest, the technology is really what drives us together and teams just keep getting better and better. The performance is always there. Mm-hmm. So my view is that the technology is always going to be an enabler to help to bridge people together and look remote work and you know people working in different geographies that's always been around so this whole human connection piece is what I to answer your first part of your, your sentence was that so what are the things that we can do um, that is important to be done in person and to, to be very honest the things that you need to touch and feel a person for well, not in the wrong way I mean, but, <laughs> but I guess the point is <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're here and you're sitting in a, in a place just like I'm now in this studio why I chose that because I want to at least have a conversation mm-hmm. and you know we see somebody and you actually ideate together when you can sync people together I think that's a lot of power in that and you get a little bit lost when you're just seeing a screen. Right. Or still if somebody just put a loop back video of the guy, you know, though he's paying attention but he's actually asleep. <laughs> but anyway, I guess the point is um, the the stuff that makes the collaboration, innovation, uh, the ability to brainstorm, the ability to watch how la- uh, body language mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is being displayed, you know, and things like personal development, coaching, speaking to people face-to-face. I think a lot of those things are still better face-to-face. Yeah, reading each other, reading the room. Those are skills that are necessary to bring a business forward. Erwin, uh, thank you very much for joining us and explaining all of this and DBS's strategy. Erwin uh, Chung is Group Head of Corporate Real Estate Strategy and Administration at DBS. And we've been talking about the future of work. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.